Welcome to Dodgers Daily. I'm Casey Porter. I'm so glad that you've decided to tune in. Hey, we have a great show for you today. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to recap last night's big win in Game 1 of the National League Divisional Series for the Dodgers. Then we're going to set you up for Game 2. But before we get started, and before we get into it too much, just a reminder, if you like this video, if you like this kind of content, go ahead and click that like button, leave a comment, tell all your friends about Dodgers Daily, and share this video so we can keep growing and keep providing you content like this in the future, okay? The Dodgers took a 1-0 lead in the National League Divisional Series last night. The Dodgers scored two in the first inning. They scored three in the third inning and then rode that 5-0 lead all the way to the finish line. The Padres, they started Mike Clevenger. Clevenger did not have success. It was an interesting decision to start him. You know, he had not had success against the Dodgers in the past. He did not have success last night. The Dodgers are just a terrible matchup for him. They were a terrible matchup last night. So the Dodgers got off to a big 5 to nothing lead. It proved to be enough as Evan Phillips probably got the three biggest outs in the sixth inning. And then Chris Martin got the last three outs. Bruce Dark Gratterall got his man and Juan Soto. And then Alex Vesia got five big outs. So it was a big win last night. Will Smith had an RBI double, and Trey Turner had two hits. Both Will Smith and Trey Turner both had two hits, and the Dodgers scored five runs early and then held on late with the bullpen that has been just fantastic this year. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it, and let's go ahead and recap last night's action, and let's talk Dodgers baseball. Trey Turner got the scoring started last night for the 2022 postseason. Turner hit 298 and had 100 RBIs in the regular season. And you can make that 101 now for the year as he hit the home run last night to get the Dodgers started to make it one to nothing in the game against the Padres. Turner was hitting 296 off of Mike Clevenger coming into last night, so it was a good matchup for the Dodgers. It was a good matchup for Turner. One that he took advantage of to hit a home run, the one that you're seeing here, to give the Dodgers a one to nothing lead, a lead that they would never relinquish. Julio Urias did a good job of pitching backwards in the early innings, but got touched for three runs in the fifth inning, but the bullpen held up and gave him the win. Urias threw his slurve 33% of the time, and he lands it in the zone 60% of the time, and that helped him cruise all the way up to the fifth, and then Will Myers hit the home run. The Padres got a couple of more hits and then did a good job. Simply put, situational hitting to score two more runs to make it three in the fifth inning. That chased Urias, but he did end up getting the win as the Dodgers' bullpen held up. And the Dodgers now have a one to nothing lead in the series. The Padres may be rethinking starting Mike Clevenger, making a bullpen game or something. Not because he's not a good pitcher, because he is a good pitcher. Just because the Dodgers are just not a good matchup for him. Because Clevenger only lands his slider in the strike zone 40% of the time. And his four seam has a 50% hard rate as we saw last night. The Dodgers were just simply a team that weren't going to chase that slider. They weren't going to chase the two seam in. So they were going to force him to throw fastballs in the zone that catch a lot of the plate when they did. They were going to attack it. And that's what they did early in the game last night. So from a matchup perspective, it was not a good one for Mike Clevenger. The Dodgers took advantage of that for five early runs and rode that to the victory. More of the same in terms of talking about matchups of being a broken record. Will Smith and Trey Turner laid off the slider in the third inning and the two seam in as I was talking about just a minute ago. Then got very hittable fastballs and a hanging slider and they did damage. Both Smith and Turner went two for four on the night. Each had an RBI in the big five to nothing win for the Dodgers. 
Evan Phillips did his thing, although it got a little bit of hairy after he gave up, or after the first two guys got on base, I should say. He posted a 1.14 ERA on the year. Phillips did a whip of 0.76 and a strikeout to walk ratio of 5 to 1. He had an ERA of 0.90 and 12 strikeouts in 10 appearance against the Padres in his career coming into last night after allowing the first two hitters, as I mentioned a minute ago, to get on base. He then blanked the Padres in his one inning of work, thanks in large part to this big-time double play started by Gavin Lux at second base, made a great play, threw it to Trey Turner, who then threw it back to first base, made a good throw. That was a huge play, probably the biggest play of the game. It was probably the play of the game. It was probably the three biggest outs as Phillips got right through the middle of the order of the Padres, so that was a huge inning. And it feels like, like I said, those were the three biggest outs, and then Chris Martin, when he closed the game, got the last three outs, but Evan Phillips, wow, and high drama last night. Another interesting decision, in my opinion, was for the Padres to burn Steven Wilson, and not because he hasn't had success against the Dodgers, it's because he has had success. He hadn't given up a run in 8.1 innings and had 10 strikeouts against the Dodgers coming into last night, and they brought him in when they were already down four to nothing, and it was very risky because the odds were they were probably going to lose that game, especially with Urias on the bump and the bullpen being fresh for the Dodgers. So you risked what exactly happened, losing the game and then losing Wilson for tonight's game, game two, all in one swoop, and that's exactly what happened to the Padres. The Padres' bullpen definitely did their job, and they blanked the Dodgers for the last 6.1 innings with guys that, other than Wilson that we talked about just a second ago, don't usually have a lot of success against the Dodgers, but it was too little too late by the time the bullpen got a hold of the game. The Dodgers already had a 4-0 lead, eventually a 5-0 lead, and then they rode that to the finish line. So the bullpen did a good job last night for the Padres, but it was too little and too late. Alex Vesia got five huge outs for the Dodgers and held the lead in the back half of the game. Vesia has an ERA of, check this out, 0.00. Can't get any better than that. And he has 16 strikeouts in 12 innings against the Padres in his career. He has allowed just one earned run in his last 27 innings and has an average against of just 130 against lefties. So Alex Vesia, look at him. He's excited. He should have been. He did a great job, and he has done a great job all year for the Dodgers. Chris Martin collected his first postseason save last night by getting the last three outs of the game to clinch game one for the Dodgers and give the Dodgers a 1-0 lead in the National League Divisional Series. Martin had an ERA of 6.75 and 12 strikeouts in 12 innings against the Padres in his career coming into last night, but he cruised to the ninth inning stress-free. He has not allowed an earned run in 12 straight outings. Chris Martin has done a great job for the Dodgers. So there you have it. There are the highlights of last night's game, the big win in game one of the National League Divisional Series that gave the Dodgers the one to nothing lead in the series. But as we wake up on Wednesday, you have to turn the tide. You have to move on past game one. You have to start looking into game two. So what is game two going to look like? It is you, Darvis, for the Padres. It is the Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw, for the Dodgers. And, you know, last night, game one, I felt like was a must win for the Dodgers because the the Padres have Darvish and they have Snell back-to-back, the two guys they're relying on to win their games in the series. So if you'd have lost last night, you'd have been – You'd have been looking at the prospects of facing those two pitchers in back-to-back games, being down one to nothing, and that would have been very tough. So I felt like last night was a must-win for the Dodgers. I think that it's flipped now because Darvish is one of the two pitchers that the Padres really need to win 
their game in this series if they want to have a chance to beat the Dodgers, and that is you, Darvish, tonight. So tonight I think is a must-win game for the Padres because if they go down 2 to nothing, then Blake Snell has to win his game. Then they have to figure out two wins other than Snell or Darvish in this series, and that would be very, very difficult. So let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and break down this matchup tonight. Again, Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. You Darvish for the San Diego Padres. The Dodgers have a one to nothing lead in the divisional series, so it's going to be very exciting. I cannot wait to watch it last night. Let's start with Darvish. He is a six-pitch pitcher. He is a very good, very good pitcher. So, you know, we're very familiar with him as Dodgers fans. He used to be with the Dodgers, and I think a lot of Dodgers fans probably have that 2017 postseason memory in their memory bank. But other than a couple of years, you Darvish actually has been very good in the playoffs. So I think that may be a false or a misnomer in the Dodgers' minds as far as a memory of you, Darvish. But let's not waste more time. Let's get into it and let's break down tonight's matchup between you, Darvish, Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers, and the Padres. Darvish is a 36-year-old, as we mentioned a minute ago, former Dodger that is with his fourth club and is having the third best season of his career in terms of ERA and the best season of his career in terms of whip. Darvish has a lifetime ERA of 3.50, a whip of 1.13, and a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 3.73 to 1. He has outperformed every one of those statistical measures in 2022 by posting a 3.10 ERA, a whip of just 0.95, and a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 5.32 to 1. 5.32 to 1 with strikeout-to-walk ratio. Dodgers fans, as I mentioned a minute ago, you might have lasting impression of the playoffs in 2017. Again, other than two seasons, and he's pitched a lot in the playoffs as far as years pitched in the playoffs. You might have that lasting impression in your mind from the 2017 performance that Darvish gave the Dodgers where he struggled giving up 10 runs in 14 innings during the postseason of 2017. And that was on the heels of a 2016 where he struggled then too. So Dodgers fans might have that impression in their mind, but other than those two seasons, he has been, uh, he's had the chance to play, to pitch in the playoffs in three other seasons, and he's been very good. Most recently in 2020 with the Cubs, then in the divisional series this year, where he beat the Mets by going seven and giving up just one run while recording four strikeouts, and he walked no one. Of course, he had a big lead, so he was able to settle in and get comfortable. So I would hesitate and caution Dodgers fans of, Having that 2017 memory and just thinking that's what you Darvish is, he has been better than that in most occasions other than that. So let's talk about Darvish uh, against the Dodgers. He has faced the Dodgers three times this year. He has six times total in his career. Most recently on September 2nd, his worst outing against the Dodgers was the first time he faced L.A. in July. He gave up five runs in that outing and eight hits in six innings. But in his last two outings, Darvish has been good in his last outing in September. On September 2nd, he actually blanked the Dodgers in seven innings, and he struck out nine and walked just two. So he has recent success against the Dodgers and certainly has the motivation to prove to his former team that his performance, as we mentioned a minute ago in 2017 in those playoffs, was a fluke and not the standard for him. So let's go ahead and get into some of his stuff, and let's talk about the pitches that you Darvish is going to throw tonight to the Dodgers. Darvish offers six pitches and throws his cutter, the most followed by his four-seam and 
one of, if not the main aspect that, uh, aspects that makes him so tough to hit is that he is not heavily reliant on just one pitch. He throws a lot of pitches, and he throws them a lot, all of them. That makes him very hard to game plan for because you can't just simply sit on one pitch, and uh, that's because he only throws his cutter the pitch he throws the most just 35% uh, of the time. So his cutter that he throws the most, he throws just 35% of the time. So hitters just simply can't sit on a pitch or say, hey, we're going to lay off this pitch and look for this other one and just sit on that. His cutter sits at 86-87, and it records a whiff rate of 25%, a hard hit percentage of 36%. So the pitch can be hard to barrel up as well and sometimes hard to hit just in the first place hit at all. So you know, that, that cutter's a good pitch for him. But like I said, he is unpredictable as far as the pitches he's going to throw. He has a big variety of pitches. You can expect the Dodgers to get a heavy dose of this pitch right here, the cutter for you, Darvish, in the 86-mile-an-hour range. He throws it, like I said, about 35% of the time. He throws it more than any other pitch in his arsenal. Darvish will feature both a four-seam and a two-seam fastball that both sit at 95 miles an hour as four-seam. Is his second favorite pitch as he throws it 24% of the time. And then he'll sprinkle in a couple handfuls of his two-seam sinkers. And his four-seam has a whiff rate of 22% and a hard-hit percentage of 46%. So the Dodgers, this is the one pitch when they get that four-seam fastball. You can bet the Dodgers will be very aggressive against that pitch and force Darvish to land everything else in the zone to have success, something of which he is totally capable of doing. So... Dodgers are going to have to identify that four-seam fastball when they get it. And when it's in the zone, they're going to have to get all over it and be aggressive with it. So that's going to be a good cat-and-mouse game to look for tonight. Darvish used his slider more than any other secondary pitch other than his cutter and throws it 19% of the time. It sits 82-83 and has a hard hit rate of 33%, a whiff rate of 27%, and lands in the strike zone more than 50% of the time. So he forces hitters to have to swing at it and he plays the odds which are in his favor with this slider pitch that hitters won't pitch yeah, hit this pitch hard because a slider like i said it moves away from the barrel so there is you darvish's slider and how he uses it darvish will throw 710 split finger fastballs tonight and a handful of curveballs uh, again tonight and does a decent job landing them for strikes he's thrown his curveball in the zone for about 50 percent of the time so like his slider Hitters have to be ready to swing at his curveball, and when they do, they only make hard contact about 7% of the time. So when Darvish does throw his curveball, it is a good pitch at 82, at 80 to 82. It's very effective when he does throw it. As would be expected, he has the hardest time controlling his split finger. That is a tough pitch to control of any pitch he throws. So to get it to land in the zone, he kind of has to choke up on it and, and not get it to move quite as much. So when that happens, it makes it very hittable. And that's evidenced by the fact that, that it's hard hit contact is high on that. And it's almost 40% of the time that hitters make hard contact on a split finger. So I don't expect him to throw a whole lot of split fingers, just enough to keep the Dodgers hitters off balance. So there you have it. There's the breakdown of Yu Darvish and all the pitches that he brings and all the pitches that the Dodgers are going to have to face tonight. Again, he does a great job of keeping hitters off balance by the hitters not knowing what pitch is coming and then by keeping them off balance in terms of just simply changing speeds, changing shapes on the hitters. So I think tonight is going to be a very, very, very difficult matchup for the Dodgers. And again, he's had good success his last two times out and had really good success 
his very last time out. So let's go ahead and move. Let's change gears. Let's go ahead and move to the Dodgers side. Let's talk about Clayton Kershaw, the Hall of Famer. We all know about him, the lefty. And let's talk about what he brings and what you can look for tonight and the cat and mouse keys to the game in terms of the matchup between Clayton Kershaw and the Padres. Clayton Kershaw, as we all know, is a Hall of Famer who had a Hall of Fame kind of year in 2022, although he fell below the threshold to be considered a qualified player, which means his stats are not applied to the statistical leaders in the league. Kershaw posted a 2.28 ERA, which if he qualified would be tied for the second best ERA in the National League. He'll be tied for the fifth best in all of baseball as an example of just how great Kershaw has been, as good as his ERA was this year. It is the sixth best that he has posted in his illustrious 15-year career. He also posted a whip of just 0.94, which would be the best in the National League and second best in the major leagues behind only Justin Verlander. Kershaw has also posted a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 5.6 to 1. Check that out. 5.6 to 1 strikeout-to-walk ratio and average, and an average against of just 208 this year, which would be the sixth best in the National League if he qualified. Kershaw features five pitchers. Uh, he, fe uh, he featured five pitches in 2022 and is one of the rare pitches uh, pitchers that don't throw his fastball the highest percentage of the time. His slider actually has become his go-to pitch. We just saw it here just a second ago on this video. And he throws it about 43% of the time, which is 3% higher than his fastball. So kind of unusual. There's that slider that Kershaw does not throw his fastball more than any other pitch. We see that mostly with pitchers in today's modern day of analytics in the game of baseball. But he does throw his, uh, his slider 3% more than he throws his fastball and 26% uh, more than any other pitch that he throws. So look for Clayton Kershaw to use that slider and have everything play off of it like he has done. Of course, he has the big-time curveball. His curveball has been just simply elite through his entire, his entire career. So you're going to see the big curveball, the slider, and the fastball which his curveball used to be his go-to secondary pitch, and it gets thrown about 16% of the time. Now it used to be, like I said, his go-to pitch as far as the secondaries. And not only is his slider his go-to secondary pitch, like I mentioned, his slider is his go-to pitch. All in all, he throws it more than any other pitch. And then Clayton Kershaw will sprinkle in about, oh, about one sinker and then about one change-up per game. So that is his arsenal. And again, he'll try to keep the Padres off balance. He is a Hall of Famer. There is a one to nothing lead in the series, so it sets up very well for the Dodgers. But like I said, I think Yu Darvish is going to be a pretty tough matchup tonight for Los Angeles. So it is there's that slider again at 86. There is that four seam on the outer half at 91. So you come slider in with the right turn. Then there's a slider that gets a little bit of depth to it. Then you come to the back foot with that right turn. Then you hit that four seam on the outer half. And then you just you, you get that tumble to it and get the downward effect to give every shape and look to a hitter, every different kind of speed. You know, you can pitch backwards, Clayton Kershaw can. So you keep the hitters off balance, and then you locate. You keep it down in the zone like you did right there, make it hard to elevate the baseball, make the other team get a whole bunch of hits in a row, kind of like Urias was doing last night until the fifth inning to score a whole bunch of runs. That's been a very successful formula for Kershaw in his career, uh, Hall of Fame career. Hopefully it is a very successful formula tonight against the Padres and gives the Dodgers a 2 to nothing lead that would be very commanding in this series.
So there you have it. There's the breakdown of last night's game and the preview for tonight's game. It promises to be very, very exciting. And the, you know, the cat and mouse games are very intriguing. You, Darvish, you know, can the Dodgers identify that four seam, get aggressive against that pitch? And when they are, can they barrel it up? Can they lay off of all of his other secondary pitches? And when they do, can he land them in the strike zone? Something of which, as I mentioned a minute ago, he is very capable of doing. And then for Clayton Kershaw, you know, that slider, can the Padres hit it? Can they lay off of it when it's not a strike? And when it's in the zone, can they hit it? And then can Clayton Kershaw keep the fastball down in the zone? and then keep it on the outer half where the Padres have a very difficult time hitting that pitch. And then how many curveballs will he throw? How many change-ups? All those kinds of cat-and-mouse games, those are going to be very interesting to watch tonight. So, hey, I'm so glad that you decided to tune in to today's edition of Dodgers Daily. And make sure and tune in tomorrow as we will relive tonight's highlights, uh, highlights of tonight's game, and then set you up for Game 3 tomorrow in Dodgers Daily. So I'm so glad you've tuned in to Dodgers Daily today. Make sure and tune in tomorrow. And just as a reminder, hey, go ahead and visit DodgersDaily.net or visit Dodgers Daily on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, become a subscriber to our Dodgers Daily podcast on the podcast streaming service of your choice. And also, as a reminder, if you like this video, if you like this kind of content, go ahead and click that like button, leave a comment, tell all your friends about Dodgers Daily, and share this video so we can keep growing at DodgersDaily.net, and we can also keep providing you content like this in the future. As always, thanks for tuning in, and go Dodgers!